Hello and welcome to my show. Could you be more specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the Stay Woke Podcast. And on this episode of uh, Could You Be More Specific, I'm going to talk about Beyonce. I know she just recently celebrated her birthday. She's been out since easily, what, 98, 99. So I want to kind of just talk about her career and just the amazing milestones that she's kind of uh, accomplished throughout. And I'm also going to touch on uh, the recent episode of Insecure. I'm a huge fan of that show and I really want to Kind of delve into the, the last episode and then kind of just touch on Lisa Ray in general. But I'm going to start with Beyonce. It's amazing how instrumental Beyonce's been throughout her career. It just, that kind of name one specific thing she's accomplished or done. Like, I don't know if you would have enough time to really cover that. But just talking about, for me, when uh, looking at her, not just from Destiny's Child point of view, or even when she kind of started out with, her solo career but to me I think where she kind of hit a status where I felt like she was now officially I know icons thrown around a lot but where I felt like she became truly iconic was really uh in 08 when she came out with the I Am uh, Sasha Fierce album and Single Ladies was obviously the big huge uh song at the time I felt like that was really the the moment where I was like okay Beyonce's officially like you know, submitted her status because of what that album meant. And then also with success from it and obviously all the different songs. And I think people sometimes forget, like she's made a lot of really good classic songs and they're not all just dance records. Probably the best song of that particular album is Halo. I know some people talk about some of her ballads that kind of stand out uh, throughout her career. But to me, I think Halo, obviously I know Irreplaceable is a record that people uh bring up a lot it's definitely a lot more of a catchy uh radio song that obviously girls love but uh, i think probably halo on that on that album for her was probably the probably defining song to me about it because i think a lot of times vocally she's kind of in the same boat that i think sometimes um people forget about michael jackson is that they're actually great vocalists they're not you get so caught up with them entertaining you from the dancing performance aspect that you just kind of look at it from that standpoint, you don't realize like, no, they're vocally really, really incredible. So uh, I think sometimes that's something that, you know, people can kind of miss about her. And then obviously, if you kind of were to fast forward, you know, obviously I know girls, you know, the the Girls Run the World record was really huge off uh, that album at the time when she released that. But I think if you just then fast forward from the 08 with that to the 2016 uh, year, when she put out Lemonade, I think that was probably her best work. So in that time frame, I think that's where you probably saw Beyonce grow, you know, at, at her peak in terms of her career, in terms of the where she was at musically. And then obviously from a professional standpoint, in terms of her performing and uh, subject matter that she covers, I think she's been really, really spot on. And, and I know she's now become more of a, um, I know they're talking about this on Hot 97 one time about Beyonce's company kind of become somewhat mythical in a way even though we see her because we don't really hear her talk a whole lot which when I think about it I was like yeah over the years the the bigger she's gotten I know that she doesn't really do interviews like that which I actually don't mind um because for her to be putting out the kind of music that she's putting out it's you know would you rather her talk to you all the time or would you rather her make songs it's the same thing with Rihanna if you look at her song output and look at Drake's output, 
those three in particular. Uh, if you look at the, the amount of music they put out, there's just there's no way they can do all that and then be doing constant interviews all the time. So, but I do think that's kind of interesting. That she's kind of reached a kind of uh, a status from a level of having mystique to her, even though she's globally the most uh, recognized person on the planet. Easily, I, I can't think of another probable human being that you could say is more so known than her. Maybe LeBron, possibly. You can make that argument. I know people bring up Cristiano Ronaldo, who plays, you know, European version of what football is. But Beyonce is definitely the most, you know, talked about, probably loved figure. So the fact that she's kind of been that, and I've, you know, I've just been thinking about her with her birthday too, and I'm uh, watching like, you know, just certain clips and certain videos that people have done on her. I remember there was a, a video clip and uh, Donald Glover was talking about her and just Jay-Z in general and them kind of being black royalty. And then the question was asked by, um, I believe her name is Kennedy. She used to work for MTV about them being so globally recognizable. Could you say that they're just global royalty treasures? And he's like, yeah, you can say that. But, you know, just from a when you look at black people in general, it means something. And really, you know, both those answers are right. She can be that or they can be that. But in particular, she can be a treasure to black women and to black culture, but also be a global treasure as well. She can be both. That's what Michael Jackson was. That's what Prince was. It's not a lot of people that are able to, you know, throughout our lifetimes, especially in in this particular climate, that can be both things to a lot of people. But Beyonce is one of the people that's been able to do that. I do feel like she's been somewhat underrated and underappreciated, which I know sounds like you're complaining. And I'm not trying to stomp the thing about Beyonce. You know, I'm not a a, a member of, you know, the, that type of fan club where I know every song and stuff like that. But just from an objective standpoint, her career has been really, really incredible and, and astonishing to say the least. But I feel like she's been underrated and underappreciated, especially by the music industry in the sense that she's never really been kind of truly crowned, you know, staple wise. And um, I know people bring up the Kanye uh, uh, VMA when he kind of got up there and kind of undercut Taylor Swift, even though what he was saying overall was true, you can say. Uh, And Taylor Swift was popular at that time. She was, but. And then you kind of can look at that scenario and then look at the Grammys for Lemonade and she lost to Adele. And no offense to Adele, she's a, Adele, she's a really good singer. No one's going to dispute that. But no one, if you were talking about their albums, people still talk about Beyonce's Lemonade album. I don't really hear people talk about Adele's record. And she's a really great singer. She really is. But I feel like it kind of goes back to what Drake was saying as to why he didn't really care to go to the Grammys and he still wins Grammys. And he, you know, said like, Hey, I'd rather just perform a show where, you know, I can make my normal fee as opposed to going to the Grammys performing for free. And I got to sit in the audience and pretend like I'm happy that I'm about to lose an award that I should have won. And, um, and that kind of goes back. If you're talking about him when he put out, uh, you know, thank me later, his first record, a lot of people, kind of felt like his album was better than Eminem's, but Eminem just won rap of the year because, you know, it was his comeback album, but, and it was cool. 
I believe that was the relapse album, and it was cool. You know, but if you were to ask me when I listened to both those albums at this time, I was like, Drake's album is much better. And he's underrated a lot. But I remember specifically just kind of thinking about that with Drake t- kind of talking about Beyonce with that was that he just felt like he didn't feel like someone like her should go there to, to do what she's going to do from a performance standpoint and not ultimately get the do that she should get. And I know that sounds crazy considering how many Grammys she's won, but she's never been crowned with the top honor. Those are just some of the things I kind of wanted to touch on with Beyonce. Obviously, you know, I could probably talk about her all day, but I'm going to transition out of that. And I want to touch on one of my favorite shows, and that's uh, Insecure. And I love this recent episode. One of the things I think was really uh, been really refreshing about this show is that they don't seem like they get stuck to storylines too long, which I think is a great thing. I think and I know Issa keeps kind of going through this is like people keep bringing up the whole thing with Lawrence and now Daniel. It's like their storylines are kind of ran their course. Like Lawrence has ran its course. Um, the Daniel one seems like it's kind of being phased out now because she's it's about her growing and making decisions. So it's now she has to move on from certain situations. So it's not to say that, you know, the Daniel character is bad because he's been he's, I think, a decent, good overall person. I'm pretty sure. We may see him in in some capacity. I think it'll be nice to kind of see his storyline kind of get buttoned up in terms of his career as a musician, in terms of being a producer. So, but I don't think it's it should be at the forefront. Uh, but I think that's one of the great things I've been noticing that that Issa's done with her show that she's not being married to this idea that she has to keep up a certain level of keeping people happy about certain storylines. Like we've all kind of felt that about. Her working at her job with uh, We Got Y'all, but, you know, like a lot of people in America, people work jobs for a long time and they're unhappy and they just keep doing it. And what was great about this episode was like a lot of times in life, except for most of us, we'll just wake up one day and just like, I don't want to do this no more. And it's kind of, it's not a really epic thing. That's another thing I thought was so refreshing about the episode. She just looked around the office and saw that, you know, the people there like really don't reflect what she wants to be a part of anymore. And she just says, you know, I'm I'm out. I'm quitting. And even though she got, you know, and it's so weird because once that happens, you always get presented something that's good that's supposed to then make you say, like, well, I should stay here. And a lot of times what ends up happening is that you don't stay there. And you end up moving on. So, and I think that's kind of what's really been good to see because I know that was something that Issa's kind of emphasized with the show, I know it's about, you know, really covering the lives of of a friendship with black women, kind of living their lives in their in the target range of age of mid to late twenties, early thirties, trying to balance out their lives. That's what the show's really about. The show's not really about the guys all the time. And I, I keep watching and hearing these reviews of these guys complaining about you know the Lawrence Hive, which is so ridiculous. And then Daniel you know, it's like hearing guys talking about, oh, he's a he's an alpha male and they're trying to make him all sensitive. It's like, what are you talking about? Make him sensitive. As a human being, you're capable of every range of human emotion. There's no way you're hard all the time, just like there's no way you're soft and quiet and pleasant all the time. It's it's, it's kind of ridiculous that people want to see that portrayed in film and TV roles, knowing that that's not how life plays out at all anyway. But they want to see it portrayed all the time in, in film and TV. So 
going back to even with a few episodes ago with Daniel, uh, he showed a vulnerability because he's not, you know, in the position of from a success standpoint that he would like to be at. And because he's not and he feels uncomfortable with it, that's an insecurity, fellas. That's what it's about. It's not just women. This is a human being thing, in particular for guys as well. So, you know, we're not, you know, that separate from each other. But it's going to be kind of interesting to see how things kind of start to unfold with uh, Isa uh, and just uh, this new possible relationship with this guy, uh, Nathan, uh, who kind of does seem like a really interesting character. Because when I first saw him, I noticed that you can kind of tell that they had a bit of a chemistry with each other when he first got in the car. Obviously, him being up to do and then leaving and, we, you know, and again, I, I believe I touched on that before. He just didn't want to catch a case. So that's probably why he just up and left. But it was kind of cool just to see them kind of like explore, you know, the city a bit. And they were just kind of getting to know each other for a day. It kind of had a, a before sunrise feel to it for people who haven't seen that movie. That's a, uh, a movie with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy where they meet and they kind of spend the day together and they kind of fall for each other. But then they go their separate ways. So. Uh, that's something that's, that's a film that you, you should definitely watch if you want to kind of see like that parallel. But I think it's kind of nice to see, you know, where that relationship may go, especially since it seems like, you know, we're going to probably be seeing a little bit more of him in the future to see how that kind of plays out. Again, I just I, I really think it's a great show. I think Issa Rae is just she's incredible. It's so nice to see the success that she's having. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the show ends up kind of like wrapping up uh, this upcoming season because there's only like, I think, four episodes left now. But those are just some of the thoughts I had. I want to thank D for all the work he's been doing on the show. I want to thank all you guys who've been uh, following the show. Definitely continue to uh, like, share, and follow. Uh, support us. Uh, continue to be a patron. Uh, definitely support our show in that way. I'm looking forward to doing more of these again in the future. Again, my name is Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening. Could you be more specific? Definitely follow the Stable Podcast and follow D and his upcoming shows that he has ongoing as well. And I will talk to you guys real soon and have a good one.